Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Today, we celebrate the Feast of our Feast of All Souls, in which we're praying for the faithful departed, right? This is um, that, that wonderful word, purgatory, right? That somehow has gotten a bad reputation or a bad connotation. It's actually a beautiful thing. Why is it a beautiful thing? Because the truth is, is that there is no sin allowed in heaven. Zero. No sin allowed in heaven. And so if we die in a state of grace, meaning without any unconfessed mortal sin, then we are, we are in a state of grace, but there still could be within us venial sin or temporal consequences due to sin. And so it's this space. Sometimes people like add all these things, but fundamentally the church says this about purgatory. There, it is a state, you know, is it a place? It is a state in which those who are in a state of grace are purified in a final way before their full entrance into heaven. And that it involves some sort of suffering, but a suffering that is a purifying. And also the fact that we are called to assist those in this state with our prayers as a mercy for them. And so, again, we think of this, that um, there are multiple different images that we can use. You can say, uh, like, as a child, oftentimes my mom and dad would be like, look, just go, go outside, go do whatever, find a good activity, get out the house, right? Which we love. We love being outside, playing in the mud, doing whatever we're doing. So we would come back and we'd be full of mud, dirt, blood, like whatever, whatever you name it. And so we're like, hey, come on in for dinner. And like, whoop, hang on. You got to get washed up first. We're like, no, like, I want to come in. Like, the, the door was wide open. Come on in. There was no, it was like fully welcomed in, but we'd have to break out the hose, what it was. Like, I don't care if it was July or January. You got the hose before you came in. And, and that was part of this. I mean, the Lord, again, he's welcoming us into heaven. It's a space where we need to be completely purified, completely clean, to know the full joy of that reality. The first reading today speaks about this being purified as of gold. When gold is mined from the earth, there's still imperfections. When silver is mined, there's still imperfections. So it's placed in the fire. And then they have heard it said that a silversmith or a goldsmith at times, he'll, he'll hold it into the fire until he can see his image in it. And then he knows that it's pure. So the same thing for us, like whatever is not of the Lord needs to be purified in the fire of his love and his mercy until he sees his full image in us. And then we're brought into the everlasting home of heaven. St. Paul speaks about this in Scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. He talks about that we will be saved but only as through fire. Again, what type of fire? This burning away. He speaks about the burning away of the things that are not precious. The straw, the wood, that which is gold, that which is precious metal is held true that is there. 
also this double consequence of sin, right? When we sin, there are two consequences. One is called an eternal consequence. It's sin against God. It damages our soul. If it's mortal sin, it cuts off the life of grace. If it's venial sin, it damages the life of grace. But then there's also the temporal consequence. It means like if I come and I punch you in the face, I ask the Lord to forgive me, he forgives me. Well, you still have a black eye. And our relationship is still not that great, right? Or even if you forgive me, you still have a black eye, you know? I come to your house, I throw a brick through your window, you can forgive me, your window's still broken. Even myself, like when I sin and I come and I go to confession and the Lord forgives me, that there's still, I've created an attachment to sin, an inclination towards sin that needs to be purified, that needs to be clean, that needs to be healed. And so this double consequence, this eternal consequence, this temporal consequence, that part of purgatory is, again, that if we die with any venial sin or not fully purified temporal consequences, then the Lord purifies that, heals that, restores that. So it is truly a place of mercy. It's been called heaven's hospital. So because it's gotten a bad name, like, oh, no, no, and it seems like the Lord is not merciful. Actually, it is his mercy. Because if he says you have to be perfectly sanctified before you can get in, man, and it's just like one answer, heaven or hell, like it's not going to be good for most of us. So praise the Lord for this reality. Praise the Lord for his mercy and the gift that is this. Um, but the cool thing for us as well too is that we need to live our lives here and now seeking to cooperate with God's grace to be sanctified on a daily basis. That what the saints did, they did their purification here on earth by cooperating with the Lord's grace so there was no need, right? Boom, straight up. So like, that, that's what we should aim for. Some people are like, oh, I'm just shooting for purgatory. Man, bad goal, right? Aim for heaven. Aim for sanctity because this is what we're made for. So God desires. So our prayers, our acts of charity, our acts of penance, all of these things are part of placing ourselves in the fire of God's love so that we can say with St. Paul in Galatians 2.20, I've been crucified with Christ, right? I've been purified with the Lord. So it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives within me. Um, so today, we are here particularly to pray for those souls in that space in that, um, that state of final purification. And it is a gift because they cannot help themselves anymore. So it is for us to assist them. We pray for our family, our friends, former students and staff and faculty of LSU because this is our parish. Like we should be praying for them. And then we also want to be praying for the souls who have no one to pray for. Uh, but they can pray for us too, which is really beautiful. So as we assist them, then they return the assistance to us as this unified body of Christ. So as you come receive the Eucharist today, do so in offering these prayers for, again, friends, family, students, faculty, staff, and those souls who have no one to pray for them, and that the Lord is allowing us to, to participate in his work of charity, his work of love, his work of mercy, in bringing about the final purification of those souls on the way to heaven.